sitting Tell on. Tell Santa what you want for Christmas. Tell Grandma. Money. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> if you tuned in to the episode on Tuesday, great. It's still the same day for us. Uh, we just went out and decided that it was a great time to record again at 1 a.m. after we've been out. Yeah, it wasn't my idea. It was her idea. I that's said, okay. It's her story, not mine. So fingers crossed. So our something spiked is water. <laughs> Good and gather. Coconut pineapple sparkling water for me. Cucumber mint for me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> okay, so we are doing part two of David Berkowitz, a.k.a. Son of Sam. Yes. You are looking at me like you are so scared <laughs> of what's going to happen part two. I don't know what to expect. It's going to be fine, guys. But Just... what I do know is we need to do the disclaimer before we get started so we don't get sued. Okay. June 1977. Remember that because that's what I got to come back to. Okay. <laughs> so you're tuning in again. Any updates? No, I say we just let's go. <laughs> She's ready to go to bed. I'm ready for bed. Okay. Our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion advised. Yep. Okay. That's so it. fill the space while I find my place again. June 1977. Way, way too far past June. Um, okay. June. Okay. So where we left off in part one was he had just sent that insane letter to the columnist. Yeah. Um, night and day difference. Yes. And now he is like a sophisticated writer, blah, 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 blah. Also, if you are drinking along, uh, the word is shot, shoot, shooted, shooting. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Got it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so we are in June of 1977. David Berkowitz, aka Son of Sam, is currently around the age of 24. And a similar murder attempt happens again. Yeah. Once again, we have a young couple, a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old oh. parked car. Uh multiple having sex. <laughs> having sex. Banging it out, guys. <laughs> They are getting at it. Multiple gunshots. Bang, 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 bang. Oh. And there are wounds. That was my note. <laughs> it's not even drunk writing. That's sober writing. Yeah, that was sober writing. However, they both survived and later said they had just been discussing Son of Sam in the car Shut with Evan. Uh yeah, crazy, right? How scary would that be? It's kind of like us when we're in the middle of a podcast. We're talking about paranormal and like orbs flying through the screen. And we're like, fuck. Or we hear something or the dogs bark or something like that. Yeah. Except gunshots in a car. Can you imagine like talking about Son of Sam? Yeah. Like you're talking about this known serial They're killer. They're like, it's so area. weird. He shoots up couples in a car. Bang, 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 bang. Windows yeah, shattering. They fucking shoot yeah. him. It's insane. Oh, my God. They live. Yeah. So, they live. Neither, once again, saw the attacker, but other witnesses in the area saw a dark-haired man in a suit 
leaving um leaving in a car and they got the plate number shut up so despite wow. so it's still kind of controversial because we have all these different descriptions at this point so little recap we've got dark-haired curly man yeah then we've got blonde guy in a military suit and now we have a dark-haired man in a leisure suit so it's still kind of, mm, I mean, it's kind of all over the place, but it's kind of consistent in yeah. some ways. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. But either way, they're so, uh, aside from the blonde description, we're like, yeah. okay, we're back on track with this. Right. Right. So fast forward a month. <clears throat> we are now in July of 1977. So keep in mind, July, I think it was 29th, marks the one year anniversary. Yeah. So, I was going to say, what's going to happen? One year anniversary, police go on full patrol in the Queens and Bronx area specifically. Okay. They're like, total lockdown. So, the final scene takes place in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, he's he's on the trail of the police. He's keeping tabs on everyone. Oh um, so, unfortunately, they are not on the correct path. No, but they're I, going the opposite way. Yeah. I mean, they're all like kind of right by each other but they're far enough where again needle and haystack like yep you're not gonna find him right and this guy <coughs> i know he was described in the beginning as like average intelligence but he clearly keeps tabs oh, and he's, he's clearly like fame hungry and he's yeah. keeping he's keeping tabs on the media yeah. so they again went on full patrol queens and bronx but we are in brooklyn and again Young couple talking about him parked in a car. This is really sad. Oh god! So prepare yourselves. Okay. They're under like a street light post. Okay. They um are on their first date. Oh no! First date, and as they started kissing. Mm. So it's not funny. It's really not. It's it's tragic. First date. They start kissing. Bullets struck them both in the head. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it's really bad. So we have twenty-year-old Robert Violanti lost his left eye. Um, and then we have twenty-year-old Stacy Moskowitz, and it was his only blonde victim. So it was yeah, kind of like a one-off. Again, we're yeah. Fully on the long, dark-haired, wavy, white woman. She was his only blonde victim. She died. Mm -hmm. So, Robert survives, loses an eye, but his... The girl he was on first date. You're, like, romantic in a car, and then, like... Boom. Boom. So imagine that poor guy? Like, after that? I hate first dates that go well. So let alone a day where that happens. Like, fuck. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bad joke. Bad timing. Yeah. We're canceled. You okay. Canceled. So neither, once again, see the suspect. He flees. Blah, blah, blah. So now August mm-hmm. 1977. Um, A local uh, was walking her dog near the previous murder scene. So after this first date incident... When a man with a dark object, she didn't know what it was. She just saw he had something dark in his hand, 
god. Acting strange. So she sees him. He's not necessarily following her, but she specifically notes that he was like studying her, looking her up and down, like, staring, staring, acting very weird. So she runs home. So she gets instant bad vibes, and she's like, "I'm out." This. Yeah, good for her. I feel like it's like in this in these cases a lot of these people were very street savvy maybe it's yeah. a new york thing maybe it is like they are just ready for they're something. like yeah we're the fuck out of here yeah. yeah they're not like lingering or no. they're like no bye peace out we are done so he's studying her she runs home but behind her he she hears the sound of gunshots so, uh, it's not really known whether he was, like, shooting at her and missing, which he's known for. Yeah. He's clearly, like, not a, a great... shot. Not a great shooter. No. Um, but, so she hears gunshots. She waits because she doesn't... I don't know why she doesn't think much of it. She was freaked out. Yeah, but she was course. like, mm, I'm going to give it some time. Um, so, four days later, she reports this to the police. She was like, okay, I'm ready to report. Yeah, and I'm like, Are why? Why don't you, like, go home and call 911? Again, the bystander effect. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe she was just so freaked out that, like, she thought Shaking someone up. was after her. Yeah. And so she, like, hid for, like, four days in her house. And then she's like, okay, he's not after me. I can call 911. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, That's I can see scary. why you were, like, rattled and maybe a little bit in shock. It's obviously very traumatic. But... Regardless, I don't, I don't know. Especially when you know that there's a serial killer going around doing this. Right. Like, that's a little different. Yeah, for sure. Like, it'd be different if this was, like, the first time that he did it. Yeah. The second time. But. Because part of me was, like, it's New York. Like, you probably do randomly yeah. witness these things. But yeah. uh, I still feel like I would call wow. police. But four days later, reports it to the police beforehand... So, again, she's walking in a park. Mm -hmm. So, while she's walking in the park, she does see, like, a uh, <clears throat> traffic officer ticketing a car. She just mentally takes note of that. Oh, someone's getting a ticket. And oh so, when she reports to the police, she does say, I do remember that night a police, uh, a, a an officer ticketing a car. So, police are like, bingo. What car? Guys, this is, like, monumental. So, they... Search every ticketed car in the area. One of them is David's. Shut. So, uh, yeah. So, despite her waiting, this is huge. That is mm. such a, a huge keynote in the story. Yeah. So, she was like, actually, that night, I do remember seeing this officer ticketing a car right before gunshots go off. Unreal. So, they were like, actually, this car got ticketed. So, a detective phones a dispatcher and says, hey, we want to schedule a meeting with this David guy. The dispatcher. Uh, this coincidence in the story. I know last episode we talked about symbolism, which Alexa and I did not research the symbolism of 22. We're going to get on it. Let you know what's going on in our multiverse. Yeah, looking up right okay. now while you keep talking. Okay. This is crazy. Okay. Dispatcher informs him she personally knows David Berkowitz. In fact, David lives behind her. Shut up. And she said he is rather strange because he wounded, 
he wounded, he shot and wounded their lab retriever who belonged to her father, Sam. Shut up. What? So police were like, whoa, this is our guy. They were like, holy shit. We just found the son of Sam. The coincidence that this lady put it off and decided, whatever, I'm going to report it. It was weird. And then the dispatcher happens to personally know David. Oh, my God. Who happens to just go ahead and tell the story. Like, Yeah. yeah, he tried to fuck up our dog that belongs to my dad, Sam. Yeah, and they're like, what? This is our guy. This is him. This is him. Crazy, right? Oh, my That's God. insane. It's insanity. Oh, my God. So, they that's when they were like, okay. Obviously, they can't use that as hard-hitting evidence. Like, right. oh, this dispatcher knows a Sam, and he calls himself son of Sam. Right. But they were like, okay, this is suspect number one. Oh so, the next day, the police searched his car. Um, the only reason they were able to, like, actually search his car was because they did see a gun in plain sight. Mm. So that gives, that gives, yeah, police probable cause. In New York, guns weren't allowed. Yes. And actually, I I think it was different back then um, that you could carry a weapon, but because of the evidence that they already had, they were like, we do have probable cause. I I have to say, I have to give the police credit to this, that they were very careful at this point. Good. They're like, we don't want to fuck this up. Yeah, because they but, did not want to go down. So seeing this gun in plain sight, they searched the car. They found the paper bag, like the gun in the paper bag, like, oh, or sticking out of the God. paper bag. And that was one of the uh, eyewitness descriptions. Wow. They see the paper bag containing the gun. Mm. They find a duffel bag full of ammunition. Of course they do. Maps of the crime scene. And future threatening letters to the task force. Oh my god. So they were like... What an idiot. They're like, boom. This is him. Bingo. We got him. We found the son of Sam. But they still are like, hey, we've already got to be careful because we searched this car without a warrant. Right. And he's a very violent guy. Right. Very like, all over the place. Very impulsive. So they decided we're going to wait for David to actually leave his apartment uh, to avoid a violent confrontation. Yeah. And they also wanted to make sure they did have a search warrant. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, avoiding court issues. And they got one. Yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, great job, guys. Yeah. Great job job. there. New York PD. I'll keep in mind, uh, too, this is all within a year span. So it's not like... They have, like, been troubled with this for years upon years. Like, they no, they actually really fast. got on this. Yeah. So, and that's pretty Very rare when we are dealing with, like, mass murders like this. Especially so. somebody like that. And like, in the 70s. Yeah, and fucking messy. Messy. Like, what in the world? So. Wow. Good job, NYPD. So, David does leave his home, and detectives, I think this is so badass, detectives meet him, they wait till he gets in his car, one detective has a gun to his temple, and the other has his gun drawn in the passenger. Shut up. Yeah, they were like, bitch, don't fucking move. move. 
Yeah, I love that. Right. So uh, they have their guns drawn, and this is what he said. Well, you caught me. With a <laughs> smile on his face. Yeah, I'm sure. And detectives are, like, haunted by that. They're yeah. like, the smile that yeah. he said. I mean, you see his mugshots of him being taken into, like, the jail and stuff, and he's smiling. Yeah. Like, he literally nice. looks like an it's actor. Crazy. Posing for a headshot. Right. He really for Rocky. For Rocky. Oh my and then later, like during this whole arrest process, he mm-hmm. does say, I'm Sam, David Berkowitz. Like, where the fuck did he come up with Sam other than the neighbor? Like, Oh, we're going to get into that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but we'll try to explain. Right. So <clears throat> they have their guy. Okay. Apartment was a mess. They get their warrant. Apartment was a mess. There was satanic writings on the wall, mm-hmm. diaries dating back to 21 years old, three notebooks full of confessions of arson around the city, estimated around 1,400 cases of arson. And guys, oh God, my God, we are okay. Let's talk about arson for a second because I know I've admitted I do like to set things on fire, but I'm still okay. Listen. Okay, so, like, if you have a candle that's getting low, I like to, like, play around in the wax, get the most out of my wax, like, kind of, like... not setting no. anything on fire. No, or, okay, I lived in a house with a fireplace. I like to throw things in the fire. I like to make sure, like, the fire was, like, when? flame. In Branson. Oh, okay. On the, my lake house. Okay, so... I, there are such or like bonfires. Okay, but like, that's throwing things no. in a fire. You are setting things on fire. <laughs> like so don't out. say that you like setting things on fire because you aren't setting anything on fire. Like wood and paper. Yeah, in a contained like fireplace. Around, like poking around in a fire. Okay, that's it's fine. different. It's that's fine. Setting well, that's what I was that's what I was getting at is like, keep in mind, when we say confessions to arson... Yeah, that's... Arson different. is, like, burning down buildings. Right. Setting... Setting cars on fire. Right. So, 14... I Not can't... poking a stick in a fireplace. <laughs> there you go. I can't name 1,400 objects that I would like to set on fire. Or 1,400 things, Places. period. Like, like, I can't. I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, That's insane. As a light pyro, I can't. She's I not can't. a fucking pyro. She's trying to be cool, and she's not cool. Okay. Trying to be cool. Anyways, 1,400 cases of arson. That's, that's insane. Crazy. That is nuts. That's, that's crazy. So, next day, it took all of 30 minutes for David to confess and express interest in pleading guilty. He's like, I did it. And also, when you take me to court, mm. I'm going to say that I did it. Yeah. That's, like, unheard of. That's I insane. Mean, yeah, it is. Um, so, here's where we get into the whole Son of Sam thing. And we're going to d- dive deeper. But this is the, like, initial reason for the name. Mm-hmm. David blames the neighbor Sam's dog for his murder. So the one that he was a yeah. the lab retriever that he yeah. was accused of like shooting. Yeah. Um he says the dog was possessed by ancient demons mm. and forced him to kill for the blood of pretty young girls. So <laughs> crazy. I remember that. I remember that he blamed the damn lab. Yeah, um on all of it. 
I was telling Alexa the when I decided to do this case, that's like the one thing I remember is basically that sentence. Um like Psycho. that's crazy. Like the dog yeah. like the devil is coming to you through a dog. Through a dog. A little like, black lab and is like you need to kill I need the blood. These women. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Which I, we'll get more into Sam. And if you think back to his letter about like all the things that Sam said and Sam's getting old and Sam is dying yeah, of heart Sam attacks. Like yeah. he's definitely talking about like a demon. He's yeah. not talking about like the dog. No. Yeah. So a few weeks after this confession, God. they allowed him to speak to the press. I know. I remember this. Like remember Which reading about this. I can't fathom. Well, because they made money off of it, of course. Yeah, they the did. media is having a frenzy with this. Yeah, so yeah, it's such a wild. He story. talks all about his possession, but ended with quote, There are other sons out there. God help the world. God, please help the world. Get rid of these sons of Sam. He's like, hide your dogs. Dogs are taking over. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your dogs. Hide your lab retrievers. Because they're killing all the pretty girls out here. (laughs) So, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Later, to no one's surprise, he recants the entire possession as a hoax. And that he felt the need to murder for a long time because the world had failed him. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the whole adoption, adoption thing. being yeah. shattered, blah, right. blah, blah. Like, bitch, we all have trauma. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. You know, yeah, for real. And, you know, his case is so close to the last case that we covered. Like, yeah. just how impulsive they are. And they're almost, like, identical in the yeah. way that they act. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so strange. Which is why, guys, we categorize categorize these things by zodiac signs i feel like that is a link and i haven't honestly we've been doing this since october so how many months is that seven nine nine yeah i have never i mean we've made really good connections gemini's have really connected it for me yeah oh for sure and that was the zodiac sign i was least skeptical of but Gemini yeah. is like, y'all are the same. Yeah, they are. Y'all Girl. should start a big Gemini yeah. cult because it would really benefit you guys. Oh, my God. It'd be like the worst <clears throat> cult ever. It'd be the worst, but also the most successful. The most successful for sure. So, anyways. Yeah. So, um, many exams took place, like, between all, like, mental exams, obviously. People yeah. are fascinated by They're this guy. Yeah. They're like, Whoa. Despite all of this, he was deemed mentally stable enough to stand trial, but, of course, his defense attorneys argued for not guilty by reason of insanity. Of course. (sighs) Whatever. Even though he talked about, like, planning these things out. Yeah, and and he, he, like, bragged about it. It's insane. He bragged about it. But David himself refused that. He was like, I'm not insane. I chose to do this. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. So, May of 1978, um, he pled guilty to all accounts. Like, Mm -hmm. his attorneys were like, 
you're not guilty by reason. He's like, nope, I'm nope, guilty. I'm I guilty. did it. I planned it. I did all of this. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, because, I mean, I remember reading about that, too. And they were trying to get him to go yeah. on the insanity plea. He's like, I'm not fucking crazy. He's like, I'm not Even crazy. though he was. He was crazy. But not in the insane yeah. type realm where he couldn't stand trial. He didn't want to go to a mental hospital. He didn't want to have to deal with all no. of that. He knew what he did. And he knew that what he did you know, unfortunately was wrong, but in his mind, yeah, it wasn't wrong because he was fulfilling. You'll get into it. Yep. It's the crazy. Word of, uh, Satan. Satan. Yay. So the two, two have been about fucking Satan too. Wow. wow. It's weird. It's Gemini's. almost like, what's wrong with you? Gemini's, y'all you need Jesus. Yeah. You need Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Something. Okay. Something other than Satan. Yeah, maybe a shot at tequila. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe some Zoloft, something, some sage, some, <laughs> some crystal, some meditation, a full moon. I don't know something. So, two weeks later, at his sentencing, Berkowitz attempts to jump out of a seven-story window of the courthouse. So, if anything screams, "I'm guilty," it's. A suicide attempt. Yeah. In my humble opinion. But was it a suicide attempt or was he just trying to escape? Seven stories. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's suicide. Bad. That's suicide. Unless he thought he was invincible. I think he was like, I pled guilty. My life's over. I want to end it. Yeah. So he attempted suicide. But as he was being restrained, keep in mind, he has said this whole time, I'm not crazy. This was all a joke. Like, he is going from the point of, like, I said that to, like, you know, whatever. But as he was being restrained, he yelled, Stacy, which was his last victim. Stacy was a whore. I'd kill her again. I'd kill them all again. So it's kind of like, whoa. Are you actually crazy? Are you pretending to be crazy because you just attempted suicide? Um, So they were like, okay, now we're confused. Is this guy crazy or is he, is this another part of his act? Because again, he's, his suicide attempt wasn't successful. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent him in for more exams. However, it was still found competent to stand trial. Well, duh. So it didn't work. No. They're like, bro, we see right through this. He, you know, someone who's probably in jail and someone was probably like, dude, if you go down that insanity plea, you'll be out in like 10 years. Yeah. You can murder more women. He's like, all right, go back to Satan worshiping. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fake jump out a window. I'm going to try to jump out. They're going to think that I'm crazy. Yeah. And then it's going to work. Yeah. And it didn't work. And it didn't. So here we are. So, one month later, we're in June of 1978. He... Oh, this is going to piss you off. He was sentenced 25 years to life in prison for each murder. But because of his guilty plea, because he was, like, adamant about pleading guilty, mm-hmm. this did make him eligible for, for parole in 25 years. Shut the fuck up. I don't know why oh. that is. 25 to life for, for all for murders. each murder. For each count, and that's six, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 125 years to life, but he's eligible for parole after 25 years. I guess because they separated it for individual cases. Because it wasn't consecutively served. Yeah, it's not consecutive. So, so he, he got 25 to life. 
Period. Yeah. yeah. So that's stupid. I, I can't believe wow, that. New York. Yeah. Disappointed. That's, Not shocked. But disappointed. very disappointed in you. Wow. So he was initially confined to a psychiatric ward and was noted as extremely troubled by his new surroundings. Oh, my God. No shit. Um, he was taken to, like, he was, there's this whole map of being transferred to these different psychiatric facilities yeah. for exams. Um, he was described, he, he described his life as a nightmare. <laughs> okay. You made Sorry. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, at one point he was the target of an attack in prison, um, leaving him with a neck gash front to back that required more than 50 stitches. Shut up. So like up. people were like, we're like going, a shank. Like yeah. we are going to kill you. Like they, they were going for blood. Um, but wow. he did not snitch on his attacker. And instead he was actually grateful for the attack because that was his punishment for his past crimes. And because Sam needed blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes and no, because... Oh, my God. A few years later, a little under, a, or a little under a decade later, mm -hmm. he becomes an evangelical Christian. Shut the fuck up. No, they all find God in prison. Okay. Wow. Listen, guys, this is extreme. So he, I think that was like a turning point for him, getting his neck slit open. He was like, you know what? I deserve punishment because I royally fucked up my whole life. So about nine years later, he is 34 at this point. He becomes an evangelical Christian. And now refers to himself as the son of hope. Not the son of Sam, the son of hope. <laughs> so, born again, you know. Born like, again Christian. Like all of us name. born again virgins. He is now a born again Christian. <laughs> he, he <laughs> seeks out the help of a professional exorcist to write his autobiography. Luckily, they refused. They were like, no, no. thanks. We would have to perform an exorcism on this biography. They're like, no. Oh, um, my God. Um, instead, though, the fucking evangelicals, oh my pardon God. my language there, but the fucking evangelicals help him develop his memoirs, which were released in the form of interview videos, books, and essays. Shut I up. Hate these people. Hate Why them. Why would they do that? Money. He doesn't get yeah, a penny. Money. He didn't right. get a penny. No. No. David refused a penny, which I will say, playing devil's advocate here, David didn't earn a penny of this, but guess who did? The church. The church. Yeah. A shit ton of money. Duh. A Because people shit have been ton. obsessed with serial killers for literally since the beginning yeah. of time. And let's be and honest. when they come to find out that he's going to, you know, record shit and write memoirs, yeah. they're going to get all over it. And especially journalists and everything. And they, people weren't buying that shit because they wanted to have some sort of like, come to Jesus they were buying that out of interest. Duh, they were like, the interview. Why we are doing yes. this podcast. Interview with a serial killer. I'll take it. Duh. They weren't like, you know what? I also have murderous thoughts and I want to shave my. No. no it was like, people 
they murderinos like, all across the world were buying that shit had yeah. nothing to do with the church wow. so screw those Did people you find out how much money like profit went no but it does go into some of the lawsuits later oh, so he mm. continues he's alive today still yeah. in prison he's alive he's 69 i believe and when's when's he getting home? right is that right he was born in 53 yeah yeah, yeah. so he's <gasps> he's still in prison He's not getting out, and I'll tell you why. I was going to say, so, that was, like, longer than 25 minutes. This is where the whole God thing, and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you some very hard-hitting questions on this, so just be prepared okay. to, like, spill your soul. Tea. Okay. <laughs> your tea soul. Your herbal soul. Um, he continues to write essays on faith and repentance, and a website is maintained on his behalf. Obviously, he doesn't have access to the internet, so thankfully, the evangelicals have this back. Um, so he is involved in prison ministry. He counsels other inmates, and he did graduate with honors from Sullivan Community College, and I bet they are just so proud. Oh. Um, so... Wow. He, at this point, is entitled to parole hearings every two years. Mm -hmm. Two. Mm -hmm. Two years. Every single year he refuses. He is like, no. Yeah. He even sometimes purposefully skips these hearings so that he doesn't have to deal with it. And this is a direct quote. In all honesty, I believe I deserve to be in prison for the rest of my life. I have, with God's help, long ago come to terms with my situation, and I have accepted my punishment. So he is, listen, I am not saying that he is a good person, but it does kind of lead you to Maybe think like um, like reformation and prison worked on him. No, that's not what it is. He doesn't want out. No, he doesn't want out because the church is telling him that he has to live in prison for the rest of his life because of what he did to those women. He is repenting his sins. So, okay. He is... So, in his mind, he, he knows he's guilty. He knows what he did. Yeah. But now, because he's a Christian... So, do you think he's a changed man? Absolutely not. He's. I don't think he's a changed man at all. No. I think he had a fascination with Satan, and now he has a fasc- fascination with Christianity. Yep. It's one obsession to the next. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what you're obsessed with. You can be obsessed with getting... Fit and healthy and fuck your life up. Right. So, obsession of anything is never a good thing. And I really feel like he replaced one drug. I really thought about this because here's the thing about prison is I, I do believe that prison should be a place for these people to be reformed. I don't necessarily that means they should be released. I think if you if you but our prisons today in the U.S. they don't reform no no but I think they should they should not reform to be released but reform to at least live out something of a healthier life in prison but if that makes you know what I'm saying yeah like don't go to prison just to be a worse person go to prison 
Find some happiness in prison. Find some Be peace. a better person. Ask for, for however you repent, whatever your thing is. But, and so it made me think, I'm like, do you think this guy was truly sorry for the crimes that he had committed? Or do you think it was no. one drug replaced with another drug? Absolutely. And religion can be a drug. Absolutely. I think so. 100%. Because yeah. this guy is very impulsive. He's very obsessive. And he yeah. was clearly obsessed with Son of Sam. I would love to read what he has written. Oh, yeah. Recently. Like, his okay recently i did watch one of his later interviews yeah he is so well spoken yeah so well spoken to a point you would never think you were talking to a mass murderer serial killer anything like that Hmm. he talks in ways in like even in like Christian ways that you're not like oh this is like propaganda this is fake yeah. He is very convincing. He's so fucking smart. So smart. And just he just seems like such an intelligent guy. And again, I, even at one point in the interview, I found myself like believing what he was saying. Yeah. And I'm like, but you have to remind yourself of what he did. Yeah, and he he said what he did and he was proud and of And all the times he, he went like back and forth between I'm insane. I actually knew what I was doing. I'm part of a cult. No, I'm not. I just think it goes back to that Gemini trait. They are so, well, they're two-faced, but he is so strong-willed that he is, even though he's eligible for parole hearings or whatever, he is so strong-willed and set in his ways that he will not go a different direction because it will make him look. And not consistent in his word. I also think he's a weak-minded person, which kind of goes back into the drug replacement and like your um for sure your um not alcoholic behavior, your abusive behavior. Yeah, is that if he was like, let's say he was released, he's the kind of person who would fall for a cult or fall for a pyramid scheme or fall for like the next. He's easily manipulated. But he's the kind of person, if he was released, he would instantly kill day one that he yeah. was released. He would find a woman and he would kill her. Yeah. So Impulse. he was not re- rehabilitated. He is replacing his Satan worshiping yeah. to evangelical worshiping. And yeah, is it better? Sure. You know, but at the end of the day, he's still a fucking fraud. Yeah. Like Agreed. it's not it's he not he can't true. he can't continue his murderous ways because it's literally impossible in prison. Right. So you have to replace that impulsive, obsessive behavior with something with else. Something. And it is very easy to be manipulative and controlling in a Christian in an evangelical religion. Like it Absolutely. just says. Like, well, and in a prison. I yeah. mean what? Like you he have to, well, and he's counseling. Right. He has control over those inmates. Yeah, he's, counsel- he's conversating he, with he's other found inmates. a way to release that control just in a non murder way. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's the conclusion I got. Yeah, absolutely. Because watching the interviews, it's very believable to look at this and be like, wow, this is a man that was truly reformed by the prison system. Can you imagine being a prisoner in this prison and, like, for, like, petty crime, for, like, yeah. theft or something, and you go into a fucking Bible study 
with David Berkowitz, and this motherfucker is telling you how to repent your sins. Yeah. What in the world? If you are a prisoner and you've talked to him, or if you know anyone, holy shit, we have to talk to you. Seriously, because that is a wild story. And whether or not he gave you a great message from God or whatever, I want to fucking know. Can you fucking imagine? I would be walking there like, into that room. Hypocrite, hypocrite. No, seriously, walking into that room and this motherfucker is preaching to you the word of God. Yeah. I'd be like, so how many people can I murder before I have to ask for <laughs> repentance? So, yeah, like, <laughs> what? It's so bad. I Again, <laughs> it's it's crazy. We and that's go why visit I visit him. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> go. Hold on, book our flight right now. Um, also, shop the merch. Something social podcast social club focus. Okay. Moving on. Oh so after God. this whole the quote that I just stated ten minutes ago about he has accepted <laughs> his punishment. He did state that he does. He no longer sees himself as as a risk whatsoever. So he believes in his mind he's a fully changed person. So irrelevant, but that's how he feels. Yeah, so whatever. He keeps up with the news. He's a caged animal. Like let's get to the fucking fence. right. Like you release that tiger from the cage, and it's immediately going to eat people. Yes, including his trainer and the person that feeds it. Not, so maybe even himself. Okay. Tiger's like, ah, like killing himself. Oh, got it. I thought you meant the tiger. No, it was just a tiger. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. So he keeps up with the news. And um, at the time, like around 2022, you have the uh, Washington DC or the DC sniper incident that like killed a bunch of people. He even made like a public statement. Wait, did you say 2022? Sorry, 2002. I'm like, what are you talking about? 2002. Sorry, She's 2002. On with her 22s again. I'm okay. I'm on. There's still two. There's still two twos in 2002. But so he even urged the DC sniper to quote stop hurting innocent people. Oh my god. Okay. Send Which okay. Here's the thing. Word. Yeah, it's like yeah, good. You should you should you should say that. You should. Yeah. But. You should. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, you don't have that. That right was stripped from you. Oh, my God. 50 years ago. Or, I guess, yeah, at this point, 50 years ago. So, anyways, um, so back to the money aspect of all of this. Because, I mean, you can find videos, documentaries, all books, all kinds of shit on this guy. He sued his previous lawyer for misappropriation of letters, photos, and possessions, which was eventually settled out of court. But again, David has received zero profit from these things, which I do think is a good thing. Like, I'm glad he didn't take that. I think that's him just trying to repent. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, like, give him, like, a gold star or anything. But um, they agreed to settle out of court on... Berkowitz's demands that he donate part of his money, the lawyer's money that he received, mm-hmm. which was granted, um, and it was sent to the New York State Victims Crime Board. So, 
the the way the lawyer got dragged drug into this was all of these things that he published contained conversations from the consultations. So he was basically like doing interview with a serial killer yeah. and publishing these right. things and total profit, one hundred percent profit from right. it. And Berkowitz was like, "Huh, uh-uh. no." Um, one, I don't receive a penny. You shouldn't be. Re- My victim should be. Re- he did. I mean, that's good. He I mean, did advocate for that. The victims and their families. Yeah. So at least portions of that got donated. Um, which again, like, it's such oh, a mind hey. fuck. It's such a mind game. I mean, yeah, it's a mind game. It's like, can you even imagine? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like being one of those victims or their family members yeah. and receiving a fucking check from David Berkowitz, who like at the suggestion of David Berkowitz, like, hey, this money is meant to go to you because I killed your daughter or your son. Yeah, or because I blew a fucking hole through your head yeah. and you're still alive. Yeah. So whatever. He oh did my that. Nineteen ninety-three. Um, he, he starts talking about the satanic cult shit. So he said that he had been involved because at this point, like there has been no mention of second shooters. Right. They thought single shooter. We got this guy. He's it's all crazy. Him. Yeah. He does say finally he was involved in a satanic cult, but only killed Three of the son of Sam, Sam's victims, no. which were Donna, which was the one of the first ones, Alexander, which was a boyfriend of one of the girls, mm-hmm. and Valentina. No. So the rest had been from other cult members, and though he had done some of the firing of the guns um, at the other victims, so that kind of plays into the whole why Same we saw different people and also why the bullets and the shootings were so like sporadic and crazy and all over the place. It's because they were coming from different people. No one knew exactly who they were shooting at. You know, I guess, but this guy's so full of shit and he's yeah. changing his story. You know, if he would have been consistent from day one and said that, then people would have been right. believed him. Right. But he hasn't been. He's he initially said, Yeah, I did it because the fucking Labrador was a was the devil and he told me to do it. And then he said, no, I didn't do it. And then, oh yeah, I did do all of them. I killed them all. And now he's saying, no, I was part of a cult and I only killed three. Like, well, speaking of a Labrador, he comes back into play. So, uh, uh, David would not name other members of this cult for fear of his family. He was like trying, I think his like dad, his adopted dad, he was, like, trying to protect, whatever, I don't know, his family. But he did name Michael and John Carr, who were Sam's sons, so the dog owner's sons, mm-hmm. saying they were involved in the cult and that they were part of this whole thing, which is how he got mixed in with them, they mixed were in with the dog, um, but both of them were dead at this point. One had actually been murdered and the other like died from something else. But they were dead at this point, so like they couldn't speak on their like, behalf. Their behalf. Oh so it's God. like mm, but he does name those two men specifically. Right. So that's so how he in his mind ties himself to Sam and the dog and the demon possession and the cults. Oh my god. Yeah. So kind of sick. 
Yeah, and someone has to know those guys to say, like, yeah, they were kind of weird. Maybe they could have been in a cult. Right. Or no. Yeah, so this has obviously caused major speculation. Major. Um, Obviously, it's been researched a ton, the idea of both a single shooter or a multi-shooter scenario. Um, Again, remembering the different descriptions. And originally, the police Mm -hmm. did say... We suspect multiple, multiple shooters. shooters. That was their very first initial description. But you can find people who dig super deep. They say why it was a single shooter, why it was a multi-shooter. Um, it's inconclusive. Obviously, wow. the end, David's blamed for all of this. But it is, I mean, it's pretty 50-50 divided. Wow. Because, I mean, you do the have witnesses. the witnesses That's and the fact that, piece. like, he was in, he was in the army yeah. and he was a shoot, like he had gun training. So the fact that he so Such poorly shot. executed these people and couldn't attend, he couldn't successfully stab someone. He couldn't, he could barely successfully shoot someone. And we're talking like within a matter of feet. Like five feet. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, this, this could have been, a, I mean, they're. Kind of makes sense. The conspiracy behind it is very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, So, to this day, there is still an open investigation on a multi-gunman scenario. Like, people are still looking into it, like official people. That's how crazy the evidence is, that there is that possibility in this whole cult situation. Yeah. Um, The cult polling theory, um, also, he, or sorry, um, Berkowitz, he continues to explain his possession. Like he talks about it very openly in all of these essays that he writes to this day, all these interviews that he was possessed because it was a satanic thing. Um, and he did in fact hear voices in his head, but it was never the dog that was all made up by the media, which... I will say in his letters, he doesn't mention a dog. He mentioned he Son of Sam. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't mention a dog, so that could have been a media thing, but so many people quote him directly about the dog. So yeah. it's like... And that's like kind of what he's known for. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the media wouldn't surprise me, and they'll do whatever they yeah. can for views and for money, and so... Yeah. Wow. I feel like the dog thing was definitely legitimate. He definitely would have had to have said that at one point. Yeah, even if he was, like, joking or being, like, facetious or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to end up with this. Stacy's mom, one of his, or Stacy's mom. She's got it going, going on. Her daughter is dead. Oh, was... my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. Okay, so end it with what? Only a sick person would say that. I would never. I'm just saying a sick person would say something like that. So, Stacey, who was one of his victims, her mom later writes a letter to David saying that she forgives him. All of her children later in her life had passed away, some from natural causes, some from illness, one from murder. Leaving her with no one except her daughter's murderer. She had no one in her life. Except David. I got chills. 
There's no one in her life except David. So all she knew to do was to forgive him. That's sad. That is tragic. Yeah. That is seriously so fucking sad. Um, so that is the story of Son of Sam. Guys. Wow. If you want to dive deeper, go watch the interviews. There's mm. early, later. I mean, there's one where he's like an older man. I would guess that was within yeah. at least the past like 10 years. So you can watch those interviews on YouTube. They're fascinating, but I'm, I swear to oh. you, there was one interview that was like 20 minutes long and I got about halfway through when my mind was like, wait, are we talking to a serial killer? This seems like a totally wow. normal person. A different person. Yeah. He seems so normal the way he talks about God and faith and being a changed man. But also mm -hmm. he'll be like, yes. And then after I murdered these people and blah, 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 blah I found cry. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's, he's almost like delusional Del yes like how can you even years even decades later how can you sit there in an interview and those words come out of your mouth and then followed by but i'm a changed person right and i'm a christian now dr phil always says that as soon as you say but in a sentence you are saying forget everything i just said yeah so if you're like I'm sorry, but it's like, no, erase the, I'm sorry. Then. Yeah, and so basically he's like, yeah, I killed all these people, but no, I love Dr. Phil. Yeah. It's insane. It, that was a doozy. I, again, was semi-familiar already, but I didn't realize like how All deep it dove, especially I feel like the born again Christian thing is such a, a mind game. Holy hell. That bothered yeah. me so much because he's so convincing. Yeah. He's so convincing that prison changed his life for the better. Yeah. Which, because he found God randomly. Right. Which I want to, I want to figure out, like, I want to know how he found God. Like, did someone approach him and change his no. mind? Did he pick up a Bible one day and no. it changed his mind? Like, what changed his I, mind? I bet you, I mean, in prison, they have a lot of churches will come in mm -hmm. to try to change these prisoners for reform. And so they'll have these, like, Bible studies or whatever, and they try to get the prisoners, you know, to come to these Bible studies to be better people, to be Christians and stuff like that. And I guarantee you that one day he was like, all right, I'll listen. I'll well, see what happens. And someone convinced him and he joined. One day when we go to heaven, I guess we'll be greeted by David Berkowitz. Oh my God. I cannot believe <laughs> he, he said that. He asked for forgiveness. He did, but guess what? Like God still judges and he has to God judge doesn't judge. Only God can judge me. Tupac said it. So Yeah, but if you ask for forgiveness and no. you're a changed person. Listen, there are Ten Commandments and he broke that six times. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he is a bad person. Even if he's pretending to be a Christian. So you he don't think bad... he's going to heaven? I don't know. That's not my place to judge. But... <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I had so many, like, moral questions going through myself. Because I'm like, okay, seriously. Okay, 
Let's break it down to the basics, and we're not going to get too deep, but we'll break it down to the basics. According to Christian faith, if you ask for forgiveness and you are sorry for your sins and you change your ways, you have access to heaven. But what ways did he change? He's a caged animal. He's a caged animal. But, but in real life situation, he, he hasn't again. committed any crimes since and no, he has repented. Of. He could have shanked himself or someone else. He hasn't. He's in prison. You it would have been reported. Someone. Maybe someone else took the route for it. Okay, but shanking is different than murdering. No, shank, shanking isn't shanking. Shank is murder. Stab yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alexa, I've know. been to prison many times. So okay. I don't know what world you live in, but a shank isn't a little stabby stab. Yeah, you just say it's like the top blade of your razor and you tie it to your toothbrush. You just put it to your toothbrush. So stupid. They don't give you razors, first of all. Then how do they get razors in prison? They go and get a haircut. Okay. So they rob their hairstylist in prison. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Anyways, this was a, an entire like moral question for me. <laughs> I was like, "What is he yeah. gonna be in heaven? Am I scared to go to heaven? Am I gonna get like shot in heaven?" Okay. All so, I have to say is he's a bad person and bad people. It's terrible. Go to hell. And again, another fascinating thing because he's not the most notorious. He doesn't have a high body count. He no. doesn't have like this like super graphic way of killing people no. i mean it's still super tragic and it's terrifying but it's it's six people shot and sitting down in their yeah. cars and honestly like butchered attempts but it's the the whole satanic cult around it yeah. the letters i mean he really blew up the media like exploited this case right because it was different than anything else yeah when was zodiac in the same time, seventies over on Zodiac's eighties. Zodiac was way more fascinating. I can't wait till we get to cover that. I uh, know because Zodiac is like my well, there's favorite. No birthday, so we're gonna have to just pick a time. You're right. Oh my god. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I think that Labrador is coming out of her. I was talking to a lab the other day. Shut up. And it didn't mention blood. So, <laughs> guys, thanks for bearing with us through this. Um, thank you to our sponsor. Our sponsor. ColorUpCo.com. For 20% off. For 20% off using code SINISTER20. Yep. I wish I did at the same time. <laughs> and thank you to our patrons. We appreciate you. You keep these ring lights on. Yes. So thank you so much. And um, if you want to sponsor us, you know how to do it. Link in the bio. Link in uh, bio. You can send us money directly. It's just like a little thank you. You can buy our coffee, buy our tequila for the day, and get us to the podcast movement yes. in Dallas in August. In August 2022. So yes. thank you guys so much. Um, we've got merch. <laughs> <laughs> We do. We have our merch. And if you sign up on the Patreon, you do get a discount on merch. Yeah. So. 20, 10 to 20% off, depending yeah. on how much you pay us. So. <laughs> All right, kids. I'm going to finish my water and then go night we, night. We are going to call it a night. So stay sinister, y'all. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>